them so you have an idea of um, what life in a life in the day of a day in the life of I don't how's that phrase go a day in the life of I think you are listening to excess advantage a podcast dedicated to the Genesis RPG by fantasy flight games the Excess Advantage podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at excess-advantage.com. And now your host, Christopher. Hello, and welcome to Excess Advantage Episode 6, Characterizations. Today's episode is all about your character, figuring out where they came from, where they're going, and what they look like. And to help me figure out what my character looks like today is everybody's favorite co-host, Devin. What up? Not a whole lot. How about you, man? Oh, I'm just chilling here on Sunday morning after a time change. Oh, gotta love daylight savings. That's my sarcasm <laughs> voice. <laughs> really? I didn't catch it. That's okay. It's been a while since you've been on the mics with me, so I'll forgive you this time. That is true. For today, I don't really have any announcements or anything besides Daylight Savings Time sucks, so um, if it's voting time for you where you're at, go and talk to your legislature about getting rid of it so we don't have to worry about losing time um, in the beginning of spring because it sucks. That does. So bad. That, oh, yeah, like a broken vacuum cleaner. <laughs> but I think we're going to just get right into uh, the main topic today, which is characterizations. Uh, first thing I would like to talk about is figuring out your character's background. So you want to go ahead and go first on this one, Devin? Tell us how you like to uh, come up with backgrounds for your characters. Sure. Uh, usually for other games, um, the term I use isn't so much background as concept for the character. I, I don't know if that's two different things for you. I I can see them being you know the same thing because concept is where where your ideas are springing from. Background is just um, what your character has done up until this point. So uh, I guess they're a little different. Yeah, yeah, they kind of are, aren't they? Uh, well, the first thing I do for a character is come up with a concept because that informs every other decision uh, that I make. Uh, especially the background, because once I know what the concept is for the character, then I know the kinds of things they may have done in the past before the game actually starts. Okay, and so that would inform your character's backstory once you figure out what the character is like. Yeah, I guess I come from the school of Burning Wheel, and in Burning Wheel, it's always concept, concept, concept. Fate uh, has that in spades as well, uh, has that in spades as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because in it, it, Fate Core specifically, they have an entire chapter dedicated to figuring out where your character is from and um, how to link them to other characters. So Fate definitely yeah. has that in spades. Yeah. Yeah. So once you've got that concept, uh, that is your bedrock. You can build everything on that. Uh, and knowing what that concept is, and concept is just that one sentence little ditty. Um, that gives you the base of they are, of who they are. It could be like, I'm uh, a crooked cop from the north side. You know, that's a concept. Uh, another concept would be uh, a, a timid 
um, junior high schooler uh, with secret <laughs> powers. Okay. That's so another concept. Very much um, a, the concept is a short uh, phrase that describes uh, what your character is like. Yeah. And once we've got the concept, then we can figure out what they've done up to now, what it is that has brought them to the beginning of the game. The first uh, session. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> because the first session usually doesn't start out um, without any background at all, unless you're meeting in a tavern. <laughs> right, which is very boring. So GMs out there, don't meet in a tavern. Don't meet in a cantina. It's been done before. Do something more exciting. There's a place for it, but I, I don't think it's for normal um, groups that meet on a regular schedule. You, when you are in a group that's meeting on a regular schedule, you have a lot more freedom to actually build a story together instead of just coming together as leaves carried by the wind uh, running up against a wall. You know, you, you, you can do a whole lot more than just that. So uh, for your background, you want to figure out, you know, what is, what is that beginning situation? What is going on? And why is my character here? What has led them here? Maybe I am that, um, that timid high school cheerleader uh, with a, a dark secret. And maybe I killed my last boyfriend. And I'm afraid that I'm going to get found out. So that is one of those choices that has brought me to the beginning of session one. Yep. And a very big um, piece of uh, advice that I would give to any player is don't make a super elaborate background. Don't talk about all the exploits your character has been on. Don't talk about how awesome your character was in the past. Because if you've done all of that already, why are you a beginning starting adventurer? You know, why don't you have 8,000 experience <laughs> already racked up and, you know, fives and all important skills? Because you're just starting. So go vague. Um, don't be very specific. Talk about things that you might have done in a very short form. You know, don't be more than like two paragraphs because other than that, you're not coming up with a backstory. You're coming up with a novel. Yeah, and that's good advice. Another thing to think of is if your character was so epic in the past, why aren't you going back and playing through that story? Uh, then your backstory. You know, you don't want the the sessions that you're sitting down to play with your game group to be boring when compared to the things that your character has done in the past. So as far as Genesis goes on page, the very bottom of page 34 and most of page 35 gives you a really good starting point for your background. You know, it follows the advice that I gave of don't make it too epic. Don't make it too in depth. Just come up with a few ideas, you know, brainstorm, and the background questions, you don't have to answer all of them, but figure out how a day in the life of your character went before they became uh, an adventurer, before they became a hero. Um, um, but don't, don't, go, don't do a week in the life of, just do a day in the life of. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and if you want to take a look at some, uh, some other background questions, uh, the 21 questions I believe they are in the fourth edition of Legend of the Five Rings, uh, they're really good as well. They're obviously keyed towards the kinds of stories that Legend of the Five Rings tells. Um, but if you're looking for more questions to kind of flesh out your character's background, you could take a look at those 
and uh, they would help as well. Yeah, and currently the fifth edition is an open play test, and they also have the uh, 20 questions. So you can look for the free PDF of the playtest of that. So you don't have to you know, buy the entire fourth edition book. I'll actually go ahead and throw a link in the, the show notes for that. And just one other thing I just thought of. Um, the character questionnaires in Dread uh, can also come in very handy uh, to help each other create backgrounds, especially if you're doing like group character creation at the table during a session zero. Uh, then either the GM could come up with some questionnaires or each player could come up with questionnaires for someone else's character. The way those work is that um, someone writes the question and it's it's an open-ended question, but it's also a leading question. You say, like, maybe in this kind of situation, how would your character act? Or uh, in this kind of situation, why would your character run from the cops? Uh, or, you know, you can craft those kinds of questions and it'll give a very interesting look at the background of your character. Um, and it would also give the other people at the table a little bit of freedom to form who your character is. Play dread. So I'm not familiar with how they do it, but that sounds like a great way to go about it. People. And I'm sure you can do an internet search for, um, RPG questionnaires and tons of people have made their own. So there's plenty of uh, options out there for inspiration. Um, the character creation, the very first part is one coming up with your aspects and one of your aspects is your high concept, but then goes on with the phase trio of characters before the game starts which is a great way to interweave your character with somebody else because I personally find it boring when I start a game and my character doesn't know anyone else. So why, why would my character adventure with these people? It, it doesn't make any sense. But if you have a backstory where you're linked to at least one other character, then that character is linked to at least one other. So you all have reasons to be together, even if it's, um, you know, we just happen to be in the same place at the same time. But hey, I remember you from that thing with a place, you know? Yeah. And I just remembered that um, the cipher system has that baked into it uh, because every character type has a, I don't remember what the term is. It's like a group link. And it says, uh, pick from one of these four options. And it can be like, uh, in the past, you have... Um, someone did something for you and now you owe them a favor. Who is it? Or um, you messed up someone's heist in the past and now they're looking for revenge. Who is that? Uh, and it, there are different choices for each character type and you can pick one of the, the PCs at the table to okay. have that connection to them. Yeah, you're, you're, you've been naming so many games that I've not played thus far and i feel like i have nothing to uh contribute to the conversation when you're talking about all these games but a lot of uh good games out there i guess I have to put on my list huh yeah yeah i i'm uh in love with the cypher system right now um it's it's obviously a very swingy dice mechanic it's a d20 versus a a difficulty class um but the way the pool points work to raise and lower the difficulty and um spend it to get that extra umph into your role and stuff. I really enjoy that part of it. It's it's fun. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely something to go into the show notes for interested parties to take a look at. 
uh, they might find something that they can pull and use at their table. And speaking of cipher system, um, 13th age has the one unique thing, which I know is not really, which could um, feed into the background, but could just be, you know, for general characterization, what is um, the one unique thing about your character that no one else, you know, has? Um, you know, I, my one unique thing is I'm the only person in the world with um, cat's eyes. You know, it has no mechanical benefits or anything, but it's something different. I'm the only person who is the bastard son of the king. You know, something that could be a great hook into talking about either where your where your character came from. And do they know? You know, are the enemies of the after you because mm-hmm. you're one of the um, um, you're in the line of succession, so they want to get their hooks into you to possibly you know control the kingdom. Are the um, the people who are pro current king looking for you because you're a bastard son, so therefore you shouldn't have that right? So they're trying to kill you. A lot of good things to come of uh, just that one unique thing about your character that no one else in the game world can um, claim as their own. And even having an explanation for a one unique thing isn't necessary uh, because if you just create something off the wall and super weird but you don't have an explanation for it, well, that is a hook that the GM can just grab onto and instantly draw your character into something. Um, so I think now would be a good time to move on to um, the way that your character looks. What does your character look like? It's one of the things that we like coming up with the most, but I think it's probably one of the things that has the least impact on the game story. Right, which is weird because... Even though it's not a visual medium, you know, gaming, but everything takes place in your head. If you don't have an accurate picture of the other characters, it's hard to see with your mind's eye what's going on. And a lot of times in my experience, when someone says, hey, describe your character. I'm a wood elf fighter with plate mail and a broadsword, and I ride a horse. But in uh, in my experience, those physical traits... The- between you know the standard wood elf are what really make the characters stick in people's minds right it's something that makes you different yeah yeah you could say this is a wood elf uh but his nose is really crooked like it's been broken a couple times uh so you've got a little bit of background on this guy he's he's had his nose broken a few times is he a brawler did he obviously been in a few barroom brawls (laughs) Maybe, but maybe he was a, a loader for ships and had suffered a few accidents. You know, I mean, there's some questions there that the, the PCs can go ask about. Um, my personal favorite way to come up with um, appearance for characters, and I'm just going to put a warning right here right now, is that the website I'm going to mention, it just by trying to do one <laughs> little thing, and that's tvtropes.org because with it, it has all of these different tropes that you know people associate with different things. What are the common tropes for hair? What are the common eye for you know tall people versus short people? All of these different things that have to do with your body and um, the way that your character looks. You know, are they muscular? Are they scrawny? Are they you know, built? Are they fat? Are they thin? You know, is their hair long? Is their hair short? 
and all these different things that are commonly associated with different you know personalities or types of characters, but not everybody pays much attention to. Yeah, and defining that kind of stuff is going to make your character stand out and it'll make that character look more similar in everyone else's imagination at the table. Right, and a big thing about that is, especially if you go off of um, existing tropes, people will understand what you're getting at even if they don't know it. So if you have, um, you say, okay, my character looks like Laura Croft. Well, all all of a sudden they know, okay, She's got that big, long braid. Um, she's got the, the muscular legs. She's got her guns. She's you know got the, the dark hair. It's more of an athletic, more of an action person as opposed to the busybody who you know stays in the study um, pouring over books. So immediately people know what type of character it is, even if they don't understand why. Yeah. Because those tropes are just so ingrained in our culture. Tropes are, they can be a crutch, uh, but more often when they're used in this kind of situation, they're a touchstone. Uh, it, it's just that little piece of, uh, of information that carries a lot of information. But yeah, the, um, those tropes can be touchstones uh, so that everyone knows what you're talking about with just a little, just a few mm-hmm. words. And I actually did that for uh, my character that I'm playing in uh, on Thursday nights uh, on the Genesis uh, Discord server. Someone was looking for players, and they're like, hey, need another player for tonight. I'm like, I've got nothing going on. Can I play? He's like, sure. And so I made um, uh, an elven cleric. You know, it's, it's based off of D&D setting. So I did an elven cleric. I'm like, okay, this is the type of character I want to play. I spent like 20 minutes on TV tropes, and I figured out you know, how tall she was, what her hair color was, what her hairstyle was. Um, how pointy her ears were, and all of that, just based off of the type of character I wanted to portray. And then I- characters like that, and the first one that popped up was uh, Lifa from Sao. Um, Sao is Sword Art Online. It's an anime. I've seen that on Netflix. I haven't watched it though. It's she's one of the characters in season two. I was actually going to bring up anime uh, because the art style in anime is very exaggerated uh, and they do different mm, different styles for the good guys and the bad guys and the big powerhouses and the little meek people for a reason. Uh, there's a reason why the bad guys have um, smaller eyes than the good guys. Um, there's a reason that their pupils are always beady. Um, there's a reason that some and other people have you know, you know tiny suggestions for noses and stuff like that. Uh, so if you're an anime fan and you know what all those details are, you can draw on that as well. Yep. Um, any pretty much any uh, form of visual media that you enjoy, um, anime, comic books, especially um, TV, you know, Western animation. You know, just I mean, take a look at like. Avatar, Last Airbender, and Avatar Legend of Korra. There's, I mean, it does draw a lot from um, anime. There's a lot of anime influences, but the characters all are pretty spot on with the characterizations and the tropes used. And they just, they have fun characters. Not my cabbages! <laughs>
Oh, poor man losing his cabbage corp. All the time. All the time. Um, and the last thing that I wanted to touch on was like your character's personalities and motivations. We've kind of covered a bunch of that in other things. Like if your character is more of an action oriented Lara Croft kind of person, you know what the personality is going to be. If you're more of a bookish, you know, nerd, you kind of have an idea of what um, your character is going to act like because those physical tropes usually um, convey a certain um, personality type. But I do want to draw special attention to um, Genesis page 46 through determining character motivations. Just a wonderful list of four different types of motivations, desires, fears, strength, and flaws. And I'm not going to bother reading the description of all of them. You can do that yourself or wait until the um, episode comes out where I actually talk about character creation. But they just give you some great insight. And if you're kind of struggling for type of motivations for your character, look over the list, you know, roll randomly if you want to. And those four aspects will give you a really good idea of how your character would act in certain uh, situations. But if you prefer more like, you know, fate core, the aspects have a very similar function. It's like, okay, I'm not sure how my character would react or act in this situation. Let me look at the aspects. Oh, this one makes sense for my character to do this. Yeah. And if you're coming, if you have a session zero, uh, a good question to ask of the GM is what the starting situation is. Uh, you know, what what is the initial problem that these characters are banding together to go up against? Because that'll often cue a motivation for your character right there, right then and there, based on what you know of the character's personality and what that starting situation is. Yep. And a um, little bit of spoiler warning. Uh, Devin is actually going to be playing in a game that I'm running on uh, Sundays, and that's pretty much how we figured out what your char- who your character was and how they would be linked in with the rest of the characters because we already did um, session one, had some players drop out, and Devin, thankfully, was able to step up and join in, so had to fit him in the middle of a existing um, story. But we're like, here's the situation at hand. How do you want your character to come in? And you figured it out from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got another tool uh, that is handy for figuring out a lot of this stuff for characters. All right, what's that tool? Uh, especially for the motivation right here. And th- those are the sins and virtues cards. Uh, I believe we talked about them at the end of our run of Sharkbone. Um, but they are little cards that have uh, like a description of the personality uh, it's got a bunch of one word or two word uh, traits for the character, and uh, it's got like a reputation at the bottom of it. Uh, and there are quite a few cards in the deck that you can just randomly draw one. Uh, and like to give an example, here's uh, the text on one of the cards live by the sword, die by the sword. And then there are three words that describe them, brash, violent, and doomed. And then their reputation is good in a fight. Nice. Uh, and that, yeah, you could pair that with another one that's on the same page. No rest for the wicked. They are mischievous, inappropriate, and crafty. And their reputation is not good at gaining people's trust. So there are a lot of options here. And um, back when I first discovered these cards, I used them a lot uh, for coming up with really interesting NPCs on the fly. 
um, because I just draw the card and that card I drew, that was the NPC. So I remember one time um, they walked up to a barn in a game and they were trying to free someone from inside the barn. And I was like, oh, there's totally a guard at the door. I drew it and I drew one that was lazy. So he's <laughs> on a chair, leaned back against the barn and just carving something. They walk up and he's like, Oh, it's going on, you know, and he's totally telling them like, no, he doesn't have the time and they need to leave or he's going to call the sergeant or maybe or something. Nice. Uh, and because he was this lazy guard, they were able to figure out some ways to get around him. That is actually pretty awesome. I'm going to have to look into those. Yeah, they're um, created by J.R. Evans. And the website is invasivedesigns.com, although I'm not sure the site's live. And speaking of cards, um, a number of years ago, I backed a Kickstarter for what's called the Game Master's Apprentice. It's a deck of cards with a whole bunch of things on it, part of it being um, virtues and flaws. So it's very similar to what you're talking about. But it's not designed specifically for creating characters. It's for doing a lot of different things. So they don't have like a reputation or anything on it. But they have virtues. They have flaws. They have um, sensory snippets. You know, what do you hear? What do you see? What do you smell? Um, you know, what does it taste like? What does it feel like? That kind of thing. And so you can use those to also, you know, draw a card randomly. Here's a virtue. Here's a one sensory, sensory snippet. So you you get like a... I wish I had my deck on me, but it's in the other room. But draw a card and say the virtue is um, charity and the sensory snippet is smells like cloves. Well, what does that say to me? It says they are giving away flowers. <laughs> so there's an immediate NPC right there. Yeah, I really like the those cards as well. Um, you gave me a, a deck some time ago and I've used it in my games as well. It's They're really useful and there's a ton of info on them. Um, they're available on DriveThruRPG. You can get the PDF as well as uh, print-on-demand, so it's pretty cool. And we're coming up on uh, 28 minutes. Done. Should chop that down to just over 20, unless you have uh, anything else you want to throw on there. No. No, I don't. I think we got a lot of detail in there. Well, thank you very much for joining me on the mics again. It's been fun. I enjoyed it. Thank you. And um, D1's over. D1S over. I'm not sure how you pronounce your handle. Thanks for hopping on and listening. Um, anybody who becomes a patron gets access to the uh, backer-only Discord server. And every time I record, it's live on Discord. So you can listen in and uh, interact with us while recording. So thanks for joining us. And remember, regardless of the success or fail of the role, always check for excess advantage. You've been listening to Excess Advantage. If you'd like to leave comments on today's show or subscribe to the community, please visit the website at excess-advantage.com. You can find the host on Twitter at C double underscore Beck. If you like what you hear and want to spread the word, please leave a review or rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you subscribe. It'll help others find us. If you want to join the growing Discord community, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash excessadvantage. Thanks for listening and catch you next week.